Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I know that not everybody has the same um, understanding and or the same emotion toward what's going on with my brother Steve, uh, because you didn't know him as, as well as I do, and as well as some of us. And he's always he took the back seat, not because. And just for those of you who are visiting, God love you. First time here, uh, and uh, so you don't know, and you're not sharing the grief that we're that I feel right now. Um, and uh, um, but Steve Stark came to us about ten years ago. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll say more about it later, but uh, what a gift in my life. Uh, and um, so last, about nine days ago, we had a catastrophic heart event. And uh, right now, you know, he's on life support, and um, the plan is to disconnect him tomorrow. And uh, so I, I say that with a heavy heart, just so you know where I'm at this morning as I speak, um, that I'm not fully full, <laughs> or I am full, I'm full of the grace of God and the goodness of God, but my heart, it's just been an incredible couple weeks, I, this loss is, uh, um, is as deep as I've ever felt, and, uh, but you know, so I say this, I was going to save it, but I'll just say this, so the last meaningful conversation I had with Steve, I was coming in, I think it might even be in Christmas service. Uh, and I said, uh, and you know how your Google uh, pictures comes up with memories? Oh, yeah. So the memory comes up, and it's their baptism, Stephen April's baptism. Oh, and I, and I, it was Sunday morning. And so I come in, he's standing where he's always standing. I said, hey, Stark. And I always called him Stark. You know, I feel better. I, I always call him Stark, and he'd say, okay, petties. You know, just, but, I, but he... he it was uh, uh, a communication, you know, it, it was. And uh, we could uh, insult each other, and I knew it was him telling me he loved me. You know, I know I can't do that for everybody here because you won't get it, but I just was raised that way, and he was. And so when he, when he was doing that, and oh, we could do it. And I just felt that comfort and that, so I said, hey, Stark, I said, look what come up on my feed. And he was waiting for this snarky, he was going to have this snarky comeback, you know, because that's what he did. And when I showed him that, you could see him go, just his countenance changed. And just the memory of that moment. And he looked at that and just, well, and he looked at me and said, what would you have done if the Starks never showed up? Uh, and uh, I said, uh, I said, the better question is, what would you have done if I never, you know, just being to us? And if you were to ask him today, if you were here, he'd tell you how, what a great, you know, thing I did for his life, and he'd tell you all kinds of stuff. And, but, but the reality is, uh, Steve Stark came into my life a time when I just needed a friend. 
And um, I don't know if you remember, I said to you way back then, I said, man, I'm going to go find some center friends. Remember I said that? Man, I hit the mother load. And uh, through a series of events, I got connected with Steve, and, and uh, it was instantly, there was a connection. And, and there's some of those center friends still I'm playing the long game with. Bob knows them. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, and I, they become my friends. And, uh, and there, there is, and I'm going to preach about it. There is a thank God for strength. But there is a, a uh, there is, when, when you're around people filled with his spirit, there is an, uh, uh, an atmosphere change. It's just real. And some people take to it really quick, and some people it take a, takes a while. And it's not for me to judge the time frame. But for whatever reason, God, I was going to save all this, but I can't. So I took Steve when we first met to Weller Mountain, which was really uh, the 100-acre woods for people over 55. Come on, think about that. I have been reading Winnie the Pooh for two weeks. <laughs> Watching videos. <laughs> I've been out with my grandchildren for the past two weeks. As, uh, in, um, so we got up to Weller, and we were playing cards and cutting it up and, and doing all that we do. And, and uh, I, I, It's not that I, I just... When I play cards, it's different. I mean, I love, I love a good game of pitch. If you think it's evil, get over it. Um, so we're playing pitch, and man, especially if I'm winning, I can cackle a little. They call it cackling. I don't know why. Uh, I can do the chicken dance when I, you know, I just, I, it's just, anyway. So we're playing cards, and this is new, Stark, kind of new to us, and he, I, middle of the game, he looks up at me, he says, are you sure you're a preacher? <laughs> I said, shut up and deal. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say, I didn't say that. Uh, but, but anyway, from that weekend, uh, he comes out as we're leaving, he says, hey, would you mind if I come to church? I said, uh, of course not, you know, um, I wasn't, I wasn't in it, I, I, again, I w was there to introduce them to Jesus, but I wasn't there trying to win a soul, I was just trying to be a friend, and, and being a friend to sinners, you know what happens, you can win somebody, and so Steve shows up that next Sunday, and he never left, and April showed up the next Sunday with two different color socks, because she was so nervous about coming. And uh, she had such a bad experience as a, as a young person with a Pentecostal brand. And when she saw the sign, she said, oh, Steve, what have you done? But she came, and, and they've become a part of us. You see, you that are here, you know, and again, your religious ideas or uh, traditions, it's, um, uh, you know, you go to church, and Gateway is a church. Well, Gateway is a name. It's just a name. G Gateway, if I can say, is totally irrelevant. 
to who we are. It's, 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 follow me. We have to have a name because we have property. We've got to write checks. So we call ourselves Gateway. We could call ourselves whatever. The difference is you. The difference is people like Steve and April that absolutely make such a profound effect in our lives. And again, maybe not as much to all of you, and I know that, and that's God bless you. You know, you're not grieving like I'm grieving, but I'll tell you what, I have never had a better friend in my life. And just, it seemed like I didn't even have to, you know, you're, there's some of you out there, discipling is this, you know, we're trying to pound it into you. And, and God love you. I don't mean to criticize you. It's not a criticism. But Steve just seemed to come in here full grown. And just, and just loving God and getting it. And he, you know, anyway, yada, yada, yada. I think he's a bum. I can't wait to see him again. And uh, so we, we got a, been a tough couple weeks. And, uh, but not for everybody. Uh, for me, and so I appreciate your prayers for April and that, and I know some of you have come in here with some needs and, and, and hurts in your own life, and I want, to, I want to give God space to speak to those things. So, so uh, also, God love them, my, uh, her, my daughter Rachel, here's how this unfolded. And forgive me, uh, but I got to do this. So uh, we find out all that's going on and, and how desperate it is with Steve on Wednesday that they didn't give him any hope. And so um, Jeannie texts Rachel. And so Rachel calls me. Dad, I'm so sorry, you know, and I love my, my kids. Rachel's my daughter. She says, uh, she said, now, Dad, listen to me. Okay, here it comes. She said, there's a flight leaving Albany at 3 o'clock. I can be in Oklahoma City. At, I, I drove to Oklahoma City with Jeannie for our birth of our grandson. And she said, I can be in Oklahoma City at noon or at midnight, and, and there's a flight leaving at 3.30 from uh, Oklahoma City, and you can be home. I said, babe, I, I'm not doing that. She said, Dad, I'll do that. So I, I said, yeah, okay. I said, no, I, I'm going to drive home with Mom and all that. I didn't feel like I could do anything here. So I get back to the house, and uh, Jeannie says, are you packing your bags? I said, no. She said, oh, yes, you are. She said, you need to be home. And uh, so I said, I guess I'm packing my bags. <laughs> you know the scripture where it said, Abraham hearkened with the voice of his wife? And I come home, and uh, boy, oh, boy, you might not have needed me, but I needed you. And I needed to be there. And so I want to thank God for Rachel and, and my wife. And they are driving through snow right now through uh, Indiana, Ohio. So pray for them in, in their travels. And I said all that is opening remarks. But I promise I'm not going to preach as long as Moises. Just kidding. That was a joke. Where He's not even here to defend himself. That's terrible. Um, all right, now I gotta. Holy smokes, it's not even on here. Maybe it's on here. I'm going to be reading from the book of James 
this morning, and um, yeah, right, I'm going to as soon as it all comes here. Uh, wow. Okay, I do, there it is. All right, so I'm reading from the book of James. I want to welcome you if you're a visitor again. Come back on another Sunday. I won't be as much of a mess or more. I don't know what. Depends on the day. But I got to tell you what, in the, and some of you experience, have experienced incredible tragedy, and you know grief. Grief is a gift. I, I, I can't understand. I got in that room in, in, with April, and, and she said, do you want it some time? I said, yeah. It was just me and Steve, and oh, my God. I just was able to grieve. And when I got all done, it was, it was healing. Those of you that are afraid of grief, it's nothing but an expression of that love. And so, um, you know, it's healing. So, uh, But as time goes on, and it always does. So here, here's, here's the word. James chapter number three. Let me... Before I do that, let me tell you this. All right, anybody ever been in a lock before? On a canal system. Everybody, does, there, does there anybody not know what a lock is? All right, a lock. All right, so here's the way it was. You, you, did anybody watch It's a Wonderful Life? Okay, you know when Clarence jumped in the water? That was at a lock. So what happens is you got, you got uh, from the Erie Canal, from, you know, the Great Lakes to the Hudson River, they cut a canal and there's, a, uh, there's an elevation shift and you'd go down. If you're going down 90 west and the Mohawk River's on your, on your right-hand side, you'll see locks one after another where ships can come in or boats can come in and they can, they can be uh, lowered or raised to the level that... Uh, that they can continue the journey. Well, what we've had the good fortune uh, many years ago when the kids were little to uh, uh, vacation in the Saranac Lake chain. And uh, beautiful, we had a boat. And so we'd be out there, and, and I remember the first time going through those channels, and, and I'd uh, come to this, around the corner, and there's this gate. I'm like, what in the world? And, and you had to operate the lock yourself. And it literally, because of the next lake was sometimes 20 feet higher than the one there, you, you'd drive the boat in, you'd get out, you'd open a valve, and the water would lift the boat up to the next level. And then you'd open that gate. You'd have to shut. There was a process you had to go through. You couldn't keep both gates open at the same time, right? So how many of you know Jesus wants to lift you up? And, and uh, some of you, where you're navigating right now, uh, God wants to bring you to an entirely different level. But he doesn't do it against your will. It ha he has to have your permission. And not only your permission, it's got to be your desire for that to transpire. So let, let me just read for you this morning and, and, uh, and share this. It says... In James chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Praising and cursing coming out of the same mouth. My brothers, these things should not be this way. 
Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers, or a grapevine produce figs? It says, neither can salt water spring, uh, 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 spring yield fresh water. Who is wise and who has understanding among you? He should show his works by good conduct, by good conduct with wisdom and gentleness. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't brag and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where envy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder in every kind of evil. But the wisdom from above is first pure. Can we uh, take the credit for the wisdom that's from above? No, it's from above. But that wisdom, it says, the Bible says it's first pure, then peace-loving. Peace-loving. Come on, some of you are fighting when you don't need to be fighting. It says, full of mercy and good fruits, without favoritism, without favoritism, without hypocrisy. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. He's talking about the very different fruit that comes, or in, in the, what I'm trying to speak this morning, uh, uh, does, a, does a spring pour out sweet water and bitter water? There's, there's bitterness all around us. There's... Uh, uh, earthy, unspiritual, demonic influence all around us. And unfortunately, before you come in contact with the living God, that is all the river that you can ride on. You can, you know, come to the very pinnacle of human goodness, and it's still earthy. But man, when you let that wisdom from above touch your heart and life, when you allow His Spirit to become the dominant force of your life, the thing that you turn toward continually, there is a different flow that comes from you. I want to, I want to, there's another verse here that I want to read briefly. It says in John chapter 7 and verse 37, it says, on the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried, if anyone thirst, he should come to me and drink. Anybody come in here thirsty? <laughs> he said, the one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, he will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. Okay, how many times have you read that or saw that? I went to a meeting one time, big big conference, and, and they had all kinds of stuff going on. I, you know, that I just, not in my uh, tradition or wheelhouse, and, and uh, but during the service and during the worship, at one point, they had a painter and one, coin, and one uh, corner that was painting while the service was going on. I don't know, Whatever. And I just thought that was weird, but whatever they, they thought, you know. But, but my question to you is, if you were going to paint a picture, if I asked you to paint this, Jesus says, uh, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture said, will have streams of living water 
flow from deep within him. What would that look like? That would be a weird painting. Would it not? So, I, and I don't think we fully understand this, but I'm going to tell you what's happening, what I see happening, and what I know, what I want you to experience and realize what, what is going on in your own life. My dad, uh, uh, when he was uh, first come to faith, never heard him sing. Uh, but he he sing. And I come by this honestly. He would only sing three words of the song. That's where it comes from. Thank you very much. People thought I had Tourette's. But it was, yeah, four words. So, well, actually, he sang. So there's a song that said, There is a river. That, no, no, that was it. <laughs> That's all he would sing. Think, I got to find out what this song's about. So let's sing it. There is a river that flows from deep within. There is a fountain that saves a soul from sin. Come to the water, there is a vast supply. There is a river, and it never shall run dry. That was a great song. Some of those hymns had such deep meaning. And the idea of that fountain and that that living and that song is about John chapter seven. That there is a river that that listen. I don't know. It flows from deep within. So you know what happens when if living water is coming out of your. The Bible says this spake he of the Spirit. You cannot have that living water if you don't have that wisdom that comes from above. That is an experience that God will pour out upon all flesh. He wants you to be filled with His Spirit, not just so that we can come and have this tingly emotional connection with God, but that we can be rivers of living water in a, in a dark, dark world. That people, and, and, and the idea of, of that flowing from us, I'm going to tell you, you have no idea, you that are filled with His Spirit, the influence and effect that you have on people around you. I came into that waiting room and just the peace of God was there. And that I see waiting, I see your waiting room. Why? Because the people of God were there. We didn't have to pray it down. I am here to tell you, those of you that you say, well, what am I going to do? You have no idea what you do just by being. You don't have to say anything. Why? Because there are, I, you, listen, either Jesus is a liar or this is true. And I'm going to tell you, I know it to be true. There are rivers of living water that flow from deep within all of us that are filled with the Spirit. 
And what happens is you that are here this morning, maybe you're not there yet. You sense that. You feel that. And it's like, whoa, man, I like what I feel here. Well, you know what you're feeling? You open the door to the lower lock. You drove your vessel in there. And man, oh man, we're opening the valve. And we're lifting you up to a whole nother place. And you feel that presence of God. And it's not like, wow, you guys are great people. You know what? We are nothing but sinners saved by His grace. That was no different than you are, broken and hurting. But the difference was God filled me. I could not stand here today in the grief and the heartache that's going on in my life. And, and without the grace and goodness of God, how sinners do it, I have no idea. I really don't know how you do it without hope. But I stand here today not grieving as others. Yeah, I'm going to grieve because it's a new thing for me. But I am not grieving as others because I know my separation to those that I love is temporary. I know that. And so I, I can be as hopeful and, and joyful in the midst of grief. It just is shocking. To watch April, God love you, April. I, just the way you conduct yourself is amazing. But I say it's amazing. It's, it's just that rivers of living water. I, I, I when, ha, I may have lied to you. I might preach longer. When uh, Wyatt was born, my newest grandson, born no, December 28th, uh, beautiful lost 15% of his body weight, went back to the pediatrician, and they said, he's got trouble. He's in trouble. And uh, they were claiming everything from cerebral palsy to just everything. Boom, boom, boom. And so you can imagine Jeannie and I and Fred and Emily were just, you know, we were uh, just anxious, even though says, be anxious for nothing. You know what? Yeah, that's because we're anxious and we're trying to get to that place. And uh, um, I was just grieving for my daughter, grieving for us, that what if my grandson doesn't have a normal life? You know, all of those things. And, and, uh, and the Lord said, what if he doesn't? He said, what will you do? What do you mean? He said, what would that change? I said, Lord, you know what? Uh, nothing. I'm going to still trust you and, and love you. And I, I'm, not, I'm not serving you based on the circumstances of my life. I'm serving you because you are Lord of all. And, and um, I'm thankful for his intervention. I'm thankful... But just in my heart, I'm, I'm thinking, what about the parents that didn't get the good report? God love them any less? April said to me, you know, people are, how's the conversation? She said, why me? You know, just in a conversation, and she said, why not me? Why anybody? You know, God, I'm telling you, you're sitting here today, if you're going to have a pity party about your life, you will never connect with the wisdom that's from above. 
you got to stop. You just, you just got to stop. Life is life, and it's, it's few days and full of trouble, and there's heartache, and there's hurt, and there's loss, and there's all of those things. There's tragedy, and there's triumph, but I'm going to tell you what, the goodness of God is in it all. And, and when you, in your experience, I've watched people that had that river of living water, the rivers of living water flowing from deep within, and just the, 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 the blessing and the gifting, and something comes into their life that just stops it. Because they've allowed it. And don't do that. I'm going to tell you what, before it's all done, we're going to know. We're going to see that this that we're going through, that I'm going through right now, is going to work together for the good. It's going to be the goodness of God revealed. I know. Well, how do you know that? Because we've experienced it time and time again in the moments of tragedy, in the moments of loss, wondering and almost not not me, but others feeling hopeless, realizing at the end of the day there's always hope. Ooh. I already thought I could get this out today, but I did. And uh, so I'm asking you, you that are in the lock, right now. See, you're in that lower part, and man, it's, it's kind of just swampy and a mess. There's all your failures and all that stuff, and, and you come into a place like this, and this is a lock for Jesus. In a place we want to lift you up. In a, in a place where you say, well, I want him to, well, so you're surrounded by living water, Where's it coming from? Man, it's because we're filled with the Spirit. Well, you think you're pretty great. You know what? Yes, I do. I really do. Because God's filled me with His Spirit. And man, it is great. And the great thing about it is the greatness that I feel, it doesn't make me any greater than you because you can access it too. And so here we are and you come into this place and you feel that love and that goodness. And, 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 but you have a choice today whether you open the other side of the lock and go into that higher level and stay there. But what so many of you do is you, you keep both doors shut for a while and then you go back out there and you go back to what you know. You go back to what's familiar. When all the while, Jesus wants to make something so totally new. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. There's a newness that God wants to bring into your life. Not based on your goodness, but based on his. And how many of you know he's good? So I'm, I'm just, I, I tell you, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that there are rivers of living water that flow. They're, they're, they're in us. They're in me. They're in you that have been filled with the Spirit. If it's not in you, it's because you're not filled with the Spirit. And you know what? You need to be. It's more than just saying, Jesus, your Lord. It's saying, Lord, fill me. So I want you to stand with me. Whoo! Thank the Lord for his strength. Thank the Lord for his blessing. I want to 
Pray for, uh, again, continued prayer for Stephen April. Uh, my cousin Sherry uh, has breast cancer that we won't want to pray for her. Uh, uh, Darcy needs prayer, different ones. But uh, so there's plenty to pray about. So before you go eat your egg and sausage burrito, how many going down there to help the kids out? Before you do that, would you please take time to pray? I mean, if you, if you have not, if you say, well, it's all all right with me. Well, listen, come pray for April. Come on down and do that. If you have never been filled and allowed those rivers of living water to, to, to just touch you, not just, not just, it's not just there so you can get drenched. It's there so that you can be that fountain for, I got to tell you what, we affect people like you don't know. You know, the scripture that says Peter's shadow healed, you know, it says that, you know what, I don't believe it. You know, anybody that touches shadow, it's in other words, I don't believe a shadow had any power at all. But I believe it was people close enough to get into that vortex or that splash or that just that current that was around him. And I'm here to tell you today, we are going to see that more and more. It's already in you. It's already there. Let him do it this morning. If God, I want to pray with you. If I am... If I am just uh, uh, have anything to say here in the midst of all that's going on, God is for you. He wants to heal you. We'll pray healing. He wants to fill you. If you've never experienced that, come on down there. Let me pray together. If if you're all all right, then come down and pray for Steve and April. It, just just lift your voice up. Father, I speak your grace this morning, your favor and goodness. I speak your blessing. On the Stark family, I speak your favor upon this church. I thank you for the body of Christ and the rivers of living water that I've experienced even right now, Lord Jesus, as we encourage and strengthen one another. Let my brothers and sisters today to be filled with all your fullness that the world might see your glory in us. God, I'm asking you to touch. Give somebody the courage to open the other side of that lock this morning to enter into that place where that wisdom comes from above and changes our life. In Jesus' name, let's pray together. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.